welcome to the Think Factory podcast. We got one question for you. What keeps you up at night? Welcome back to the Think Factory podcast powered by OGC Solutions, and I'm your host, Chris Santamassimo. We're reporting live from the Printing United Expo in Atlanta here in October 2023, and I'm happy to sit with Mark Robinson, who is the East Coast Channel Manager for SUMA. Welcome to the podcast. Good morning, Chris. How are you today? Terrific. One uh, little thing that we share in common is that we're working with uh, Belgian-based companies, and that's where SUMA's headquarters that's is. That's correct, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, SUMA has been around for 50 years. We're actually celebrating yep. our 50th anniversary this Happy year. Happy anniversary. Thank you. And uh, we're located in Gistel, Belgium, uh, just outside of Bruges. So a uh, pretty town there, if anybody ever wants to go and see Bruges. Uh-huh. And, and the technology is amazing from what I can see as well. Yeah, thank you, Chris. I mean, the technology, I mean, from a standpoint of our roll cutters, uh, they've been around for over 30 years. Uh, the flatbed series cutters, or the RF series, has uh, been in production and selling uh, right now for coming up on our 13th year of being able to do that here in the United States as well, well as worldwide. Maybe for some folks that aren't quite as familiar with cut, you know, the, the, the roller cutters and the flatbed cutters, maybe you could talk a little bit more about them, but also I think they're interesting because uh, when you're talking to a traditional commercial printer, your products enable them to really branch out into markets they may not have explored before. That's correct. I mean, within the wide format industry, as people know, I mean, it's easy to go and buy a printer, uh, regardless of what width it would be, if that's a roll printer that they're working with, uh, whether that be latex, uh, echo solvent, uh, you know, even gel products that they could uh, they could use. Their biggest challenge, obviously, is not putting their ink onto their media. It's really finishing uh, and how they're going to finish it and how they're going to be able to resell that back to their client base. It also applies when you're doing rigid media as well, particularly if you're doing chloroplast, foam core, etc. Uh, you need to be able to have some finishing rather than taking the time to hand cut products, uh, which has always been, if anything, probably the slowest part of the production process when it comes to wide format. And the most labor intensive as well. Absolutely. Right. So the so the SUMA products not only expand their horizons in terms of the type of jobs they can do, but it but it also uh, takes some of the labor equation out in terms of doing the finishing, I think. That's correct. And it also gives the customer the opportunity to explore more, you know, more new markets, which would include you know, both prototyping, uh, small run packaging uh, as well, uh, because not only can the, uh, can the roll cutters do it, uh, but certainly the flatbed products are really where it shines. I mean, by being able to do uh, composite products or being able to do uh, any of the material products that they're looking at, whether that be even ACM or acrylic, uh, SUMA can ha- handle that. Right. And, and especially when you talk about some of those really rigid medias like acrylic, just the ability to do it in a precise way and not crack the media and, and not create a lot of waste is really critical. That's correct. And I mean, with the flatbed printers that people are using today, uh, such as, you know, UV printers, I mean, they're able to, you know, take advantage of, you know, whites and also any gloss coats that they use uh, to be able to do reverse printing and then go ahead and route the product out as well. So, you know, with the acrylic, you know, to be able to do standoffs or to be able to do acrylic displays, that's really important. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and what, what's great about being at the, the Printing United Expo is just a wide range of technology. And yours is right, I think, at the forefront of that of the cutting industry, for sure. Uh, I would say so. I mean, I think in some cases that SUMA, you know, may have been a, a well-kept secret, I, I would say, to, uh, you know, to some of the other industry partners that we have. Uh, only from the fact is that we've always been well-known for our roll-cutter products. 
uh, our flatbed products uh, up when we're up against, say, some of the other big heavy hitter competition. Um, we are now looked at as a standpoint of being able to produce not only good high quality products, uh, but at the same time be price and performance product conscious as well. So, you know, our large table format products, I mean, we have a 10 by 10 table or our 32 by 32, you know, with tooling and even with uh, a routing system on it, I mean, you're up into the 160, 170 range where our competitors are sometimes twice as much. That's, well, that's particularly important for somebody who's thinking about expansion. Correct. And of course, with any of the tools that we have, I mean, we've got upwards of 21 tools that we have, uh, not only from a standpoint of cutting, oscillating, routing, rotary, uh, as well as, um, uh, let me see, what else was I think? Oh, yes, to be able to do corrugators. So we've got creasing, perforating. So we have a full gamut of tools to be able to, uh, for the customer to be able to complete and do their projects. So maybe where you've got, you know, a, a smaller shop that's interested to, to go from the real traditional flatbed printing or roll printing and do, do a lot more interesting finishing work. What do you, what's the thought process or what's the, the calculus that they go through and, and, and you help them with sure. in terms of making that first purchase? What we actually do see is we see people just go through progressions. In other words, they start with a roll-to-roll -roll printer and then they'll need to be able to do uh, cutting. So they'll move over to one of our roll products, uh, which would include our S1 or our new S3 products. Uh, we just recently released our new S3 uh, roll product. We released that in September of this year, uh, and it's been uh, received within the industry as a remarkable new product. Um, it's some of the specifications on that just ex far exceed what the industry has seen in the past, uh, and we're the only ones that actually have true tangential technology, where a lot of the other competitors are doing tangential emulation. Uh, tangential uh, cutting is really important, particularly if you're looking at uh, high-level contours. Uh, you don't want any overcuts, uh, particularly if you're doing small letter graphics. That's very, very important to be able to do that. Next after that is the progression. They'll move, they seem to move away from their raw printers and they'll move more into you know, flatbed printers. So they'll get up into the 4x8 rigid media type products uh, where they're doing coroplast and foam core, etc. That's where they really see that they have a need for finishing. Uh, that's where we have uh, a product called our 1612, uh, 1.6 meter by 1.2 meter. Can fully support not only 63 inch roll output from the standpoint of vinyl media, but it will also support 4x8 and even 5x10 boards. Wow. It cuts them in segments. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're limited because of the size of the bed. What it does, however, it allows the end user to be able to have an economical entry point, but with high level of productivity as well as finishing. And then you t and then they go through the progression of the product line, as you say, as they get larger, they need more speed, uh, probably more automation as they go as well? That's correct. And um, we've seen that big major change here within the industry within the last 24 months, where people are looking now more towards in larger applications on, say, the 5 by 10 boards, even 4 by 8s where they're looking at being able to use robotics and automation. Um, and Suma is not behind, you know, not not going to be behind that either. Uh, we're actually partnering with a few other different vendors, and we actually do have a board load and unload system that we'll be showcasing in 2024. That's exciting because you know the it's on the tip of everyone's tongue uh, this this concept of just not being able to being able to find the labor that folks need to run their shops, and to the extent you could set the set up the product and let it run by itself, even overnight, sometimes is a game changer. I think. That's correct. I mean, if you have a pallet of 250 sheets, 
you're really going to be limited in your productivity based upon the slowest operation. And the slowest operation in some cases is not necessarily the printer anymore. With high-speed UV flatbed printers, I mean, you'll get, you can get a board in less than a minute. Mm-hmm. So in that particular case, cutting is really going to be where your bottleneck should be. In that particular case, rather than have something online, I think a near-line productivity or a near-line production is going to be more conducive to being able to get the work out. Meaning that if you've got job one running, it goes ahead in the prints, you start job two in the print, now you bring that over, rather than convey it, you transfer it over, and then start using the robotics to be able to start you know, the cutting process. And then it goes by itself. Yes, it is, does. Which is what we want. Yep. So, inter- uh, so the robotics are really interesting to me too. Just, it's fascinating to watch the robotic uh, arms take the media or to feed the, sh- you know, feed the, uh, the printed sheets into the cutter. Um, besides that, which is exciting on its own, what else do you see as opportunities for 2024 within Suma? Um, within Suma, I mean, my word, I, I think that um, recently, obviously, within the last couple of months, I think that we've seen a, we had seen a slight slowdown, whether that be economic, uh, or whether that be from a standpoint of you know world world views, uh, from a standpoint of turmoil, etc. Uh, the excitement here around the show has really been the buzz to me. Has been customers now are coming onto the show floor. They're really looking at being able to acquire equipment. They're looking at being able to expand their businesses. I think that they've seen now that what 2024 is going to offer for them is really now going to be able to retool, go ahead and bring on new products, be able to produce, and also you know, get their customer base into some different market areas. You know what I also see too, and I think it goes along with the expansion ideas that especially smaller and mid-sized printers think of themselves as artists they want to be the place that you go for virtually all of your print needs and they don't want to be the one that has to turn away a job or outsource the job just because they don't have the equipment or the capability so if you can get that capability on your own floor that puts you in a position really to expand and to be creative as you go yeah and i think that you know customers now i think they've, they've actually seen not so much the light but i think they see the opportunity of being able to go through and, and do and make different product offerings to their client base because their client base is becoming much more discerning, much more focused, particularly on their branding and the message that they want to be able to send. Yeah, they want to be that, I don't know, that trusted advisor that uh, can respond not just by saying we can do everything, but rather customers got a concept and they want to visualize it and put it on board or put it on paper, put it on corrugated. They just want to be able to do it. But it's that creative process that's uh, fun to watch, and I think your products really are an important piece of that. Yeah, and you know, I would absolutely agree. I mean, by being able to take uh, some of the products and some of the conceptual ideas that now customers have and turn them into live products is really exciting for Sumo. Yeah, it, 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 they, they think now not just on a two-dimensional basis. They're really thinking on a three-dimensional basis just because of all the opportunity to construct and, and be creative about you know mar- marketing messages or packaging or... Uh, everything else that you can cut. Absolutely. And we also see that uh, Sumer itself, we actually don't, don't sell direct. We actually sell through our own dealer network, uh, which we have an extensive one here in the United States. And we see our dealers now are becoming much more empowered to be able to take that message to their customers. And, you know, I think it, it allows, uh, it also allows, I think, in terms of expansion, the ability for a printer to, to sort of go outbound and, and share the ideas on an outbound basis and, and seed those ideas in his customer rather than just responding to things that come through the door. Oh, absolutely. And, and surely, you know, we've had an, an, an enormous influence over the last decade, particularly with digital media 
and streaming services, etc. But I still think that within our printing industry and signage itself, people still want that tactile touch of being able to hold something in their hand, to be able to look at a promotional piece, to be able to see a box or some packaging that they believe you know, does it for them. When I say does it for them, either creates a sale transaction uh, or in some cases creates a message. You know, it's funny you say that, and I don't know if I'm a little bit biased, but uh, I was ta- I was seeing yesterday just some of the samples that you see on the floor here, things printed on acrylic and chloroplast. And if you were to take that same uh, image and put it on a screen, it might look okay. You'd say that's a nice artistic, uh, you know, depiction of yeah. the Atlanta skyline or whatever it is. But when you see it printed in a, it, with embellishment in 3D and cut in a certain way, it, it, it's it's far more impressive to me the oh, fact yeah. that you could put it on a on a media and do yeah it. and it cha- and, and I just think it changes the mindset of the end user. I mean, uh, you know, although the digital world is here to stay, obviously, and it will continue to grow, and you know, with the influence of AI uh, that we've seen even within the last twelve months, I still think that people want to be able to hold something in their hand. I think so, and, and I also think that people that uh, want to market their businesses or their products only thinking about a digital strategy and not. Uh, not a printed strategy you're probably missing the mark because there's only you need them both for sure but if you do only the digital I think you're going to lose an entire segment of the of the customer base and frankly I think you get a better return on your investment when you think about a printed matter as opposed to just digital absolutely and, and even by being able to take the best of both worlds by being able to combine you know using digital and then following up with a printed piece uh, that a user can hold in their hand you can do that and the machinery today gives us the ability to be able to do small focused runs uh, where if you only need 50 or 100 pieces, you don't need to spend you know, a lot of money on the budget to be able to do that. You can have you know, the providers be able to go ahead and produce those small run packaging, small run prototyping uh, areas you know, for, uh, you know, for, say, sales conferences or even a, a customer focused uh, group. That seems to really be on everybody's mind, too, the idea of the runs getting shorter and shorter and shorter. I also think that maybe that's a function of you know, being able to bring that printed product in, a, in an impressive way down to the smaller customer. Uh, but again, your products allow people to do that pretty readily. Yeah, the, and, uh, and I think you know, not only from a standpoint of affordability, but also you know, from a standpoint of productivity. I mean, I think Suma is well positioned you know, moving forward, uh, not only you know, from 2024, but beyond. Uh, we're going to be going through some major expansions in the United States here in 2024. Uh, so stay tuned. Um, There's another I, opportunity. I, there. Yeah, well, I'm. I'm uh, I, I can honestly say that we're uh, we're looking at uh, at some real estate um, within the central United States. That's about as much as I'll say for you at the okay. moment. Okay, I'll leave it as a teaser. That's here. a good tease. Yeah. Um, but uh, suffice to say that I think that uh, you'll see in the next number of years. Uh, that Sumo is going to be gaining a further foothold, not only here in North America, but also Canada and Latin America. You're giving us something to look forward to. I hope you come back to the podcast to tell everybody about it. I'd always welcome. I'd always be welcome if you would have me. That's fantastic. Well, based on today, you're always welcome for sure. So, thank you, Chris. Mark, thanks so much. And again, for everybody, this is uh, Mark Robinson. He's the East Coast Channel Manager at Suma America, and that's spelled S-U-M-M-A and S-Suma. I'm sorry, it's SumaAmerica.com for their website. So, Mark, thanks again for joining the Think Factory podcast today. You're welcome, Chris. Thank you. And I'm Chris Santamassimo, host of the Think Factory podcast powered by OGC Solutions. We'll see you next time.